Game Boys. Hey there, Internet, and welcome back to the Game Boys <laughs> podcast. My name is Lux. <laughs> I am your host, and with me as always, it's the man that Thank You Next was really about. It's Griffin Davis. I don't know this. Oh, it was uh, Ariana Grande made a, a diss track. Oh yeah, yeah, and it was about me. Yeah, it was about me. It was entire, I, like everyone's like, "This is Pete Davidson," oh, but thanks, I was like, "I know, thanks, buddy. I know who this is." Usually, it's a little bit of a teardown, but this was a little bit of a boost. Put a little pep in my step at the top here. Yeah, no, you're a you're a world famous uh, former uh, you know former lover of a pop star. Congratulations, <laughs> bud. Um, how's it going, man? How are you doing aside from the tough breakup? <laughs> uh, it's going good. Just, you know, just back to my day job at doing sketch comedy at Saturday Night Live. So, you know, back to the slums. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's rough. It's rough out there. Mondays, am I right? Uh, <laughs> uh, I've, been, I've been doing good, man. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Red Redemption. Red... <laughs> Fred's Bread Redemption 2. Hell yeah. And I know you have as well. Yeah, I have. Uh, sneaking it in at all the possible moments. I'm loving it. Yeah, and we uh, we uh, actually, I think we have a few people vying to get on Game Boys to talk in depth about this game. So we do kind of want to save all of our big talks for maybe an episode come up in a week or two once we've all kind of like finished the game. Uh, but I did just want to have one kind of uh, big thought is uh, it's a it's a big, long, dense game, but I actually get enjoyment out of playing it for an hour and a half. Like, I don't feel the need to have to play like five hours at once. How about what do you think? No, I agree. And I think I was actually thinking about this uh, yesterday. And I think the reason why that's true is that like in a lot of open world games, like you can go anywhere to do a thing, but you have to go a really long way to get to the thing. Whereas like all over Red Dead Redemption 2, there's just like stuff happening. Yeah. And with those little white dots on the map and stuff like that, there's just like 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 people say it's slow, but like moment to moment, there's so many experiences happening. Yeah. If you're like looking for them, there's so much to do. I shot a bunch of KKK guys. That was amazing. <laughs> uh, now I w- I rode by a bunch of KKK guys, and then I just like watched them accidentally like light each other on fire when they're trying to light across, <laughs> and then they all burned to death. Yeah, I've heard about that. I I got to shooting. Um, I didn't waste any fucking time. Um, I like that it didn't damage my honor, though. I appreciate that Rockstar game. Like, shouts out to that design choice. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a little odd if it was just like. <laughs> Yeah, if that if that was a bad thing to do. Yeah, totally. But you could totally see how a game might like just be like just not put in a special like caveat you, you where it's like you shoot NBC. unarmed guys, you lose honor. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, not all unarmed guys. Um, uh, but yeah, man, it's um, I've been playing a lot of that. I'm playing still playing a little Dragon Quest. Big Blood Bowl news. My team is on a hot streak. Uh, haven't lost in four games. Getting ready for Ooh, the playoffs. Exciting, yeah. exciting. And uh, now, is the, now what happens when you win the championship? What do you get? Uh, I get a weird little trophy that I think Jared's making. And if I buy the miniatures, Jared will put together and paint a like a real version of my team. Well, that's enough for me to stay tuned in. Yeah, I mean, so they're, they're gonna be very cool. But the other, the truly big news um, is something happened to me that hasn't happened to me since I was a child. Uh, my tooth Uh-oh. fell out. <laughs> Wait, were you just too much video games, man? It rots your teeth. I guess basically. Yeah. No. Well, okay. So over the course of the past year, I've had this tooth that for some reason keeps getting destroyed by candy. Um, For some reason. Well, it's just weird that it's the same tooth that keeps taking candy hits over and over again. And then a couple days ago, it was just like, I'm done here and just peaced out. And now I'm missing a tooth. Where can I see it? Uh, Let me try. That's a big tooth. Wow. I mean, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. No, it's a whole one. Um, One day I'll have insurance again. I'll go to a dentist and get this sorted out. But until then, um, I'm just going to have to hack it. Um, I got one of those... uh, sideways syringes so i can spray water into it and keep it from getting infected oh that's so gross um but yeah man this is my new life um, now i might what if i get a cool gold tooth well <laughs> i'm desperate to change subjects now uh <laughs> well, then let's well, segue so, to our awesome guest well before we do that there's one last thing i need to talk about it's a new segment okay uh, and, and it's actually we haven't done this in a while but i need to do a little bit of talking tale that's right uh, this is the podcast uh, where we ask, uh, uh, have you uh, played Undertale? But there's an important new element. First of all, guest, have you played Undertale? I have not. Played okay, then I won't go too deep in this, but the creator of Undertale, Toby Fox, has surprise released a, 
a kind of a new game uh, for fans of Undertale. Uh, it's very exciting. It's uh, it's very like similar like art and style, but um, it feels different in a few ways. And I don't want to get because talking about it, it's kind of spoilery, but it has a lot of the same charm as Undertale, and it feels like it is. Um, like the beginning uh, or like a first chapter of something like much larger right. that's going to get Isn't released. Isn't a demo for Deltarune? Like it's not the whole game. It's just yeah, like right. a- the game is called Deltarune, uh, which is an anagram for Undertale. And uh, oh, I didn't which realize is- that. That's some fucking Harry Potter shit. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, 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 su- I'm super excited to see what's going to come next because because Undertale is my shit. Yeah, Undertale is a classic and Toby Fox is a hero. So I'm just excited to see what all uh they've got coming up next but now i jumped the gun before but now let's segue to our awesome guest griffin who we got this week yes we've got an excellent comedian this week uh he is on a new sketch team at the pack theater brand new sketch brand new sketch team uh joseph pleasance welcome to game boys hey guys thanks for having me in the (laughs) game boys lounge yeah yes yeah it is a lounge it is definitely a lounge yeah i like that very it was very loungy in here it used to be a lot more professional but you used to have to sit on stools over at the tall table Table, and you know it, it was a strain you okay. know this feels much more like the game boys lounge yeah, which, which, is which is nice i feel like we could get into a game right now or something <laughs> no yeah <laughs> you were you were very disappointed that we weren't actually going to play video games on the podcast i, I came over go. here strictly to play video games griffin uh said something about this and i was like okay yeah video games that's that tuned everything out. i was like podcast i gotta talk what <laughs> yeah he was very disappointed that i just had two microphones and no systems were on <laughs> yeah i mean it's always yeah the good part is playing the good part really is preparing for the podcast more than actually doing the podcast because preparing for it's an excuse to play games for several hours yes now joseph uh you know let's talk about your immediate present before we get into a little bigger past you're okay. on a new sketch team here at the pack theater los angeles california what's yes. going on i'm on the team pillow monster pillow monster <laughs> pillow monster now, there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, trials and tribulations with starting a new team with a lot of strangers how is pillow monster handling everything uh so i'm on a team i guess uh, a lot of people are already on teams for mine i'm one of like three brand new sketch okay. team members so you're one of the noobs, but you're on a team yeah. some vets. I'm, on some, I'm, a, I'm a noob. Mm-hmm. I'm a noob at the moment. Okay, so you can uh, kind of let other people like hold the wheel for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like maybe it's a, it's a it's a learning experience. You know, yeah. I'm a novice. I'm, I'm letting them be the instruction manual right now. Sure, Just reading the <laughs> notes in the back, going, oh, "Okay, cool. All right, so I've rented this game. Somebody left some notes for me." Cheers. Okay. Yeah. Well, nice. Yeah, no <laughs> it sounds doubt. like you're playing it very cool. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a really good approach um, and a much different approach than a lot of other people starting sketch. I feel like that I've met and probably a much healthier <laughs> and better one than a lot of people's. Approach oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stop looking at me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to take over immediately. I was like, all right, we're about to do like a hood ass team. Like we're about to, I'm about to rap battle everybody. No, uh, <laughs> that's not the way to go. <laughs> rap battles fact. aren't the way to go. Oh, man. I mean, I think they're the way to go. I was going <laughs> to definitely. Jam fight for NY, uh, everybody, but nah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for a guest to bring on Def Jam Vendetta. Oh man, that'd man, be really I good. I thought about I thought about the uh, the Wu Tang game, oh, Wu Tang uh, fighting game. I haven't played that. Oh, that was ridiculously gnarly. What system was that for? PS2, PS2, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, going back, Joseph, because I met you doing comedy out here, but where are you from originally? Originally from uh, Virginia, Virginia, oh, where in Virginia, Richmond, Virginia, Richmond, Virginia. Oh, hell to yeah, be exact, yeah. I've heard of Richmond it. Is a black hole of gnarliness, like yeah, <laughs> black hole of gnarliness. Kid wasted all day, every day, and uh, not do anything else, and just have like a very successful life. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a per- that's a perfect setting to uh, to you know play a lot of video games well, in. I feel yes, like they have yes. an arcade in, in Richmond. Um, what's it called? Oh my god, I've played shows there. There's an arcade in Richmond. Strange Spaces or oh, something? Oh, uh, Str- uh, Strange Matter. Strange Matter, yeah. Yeah, yeah Strange Matter is nuts, man. Yeah. I won a Street Fighter 2 tournament in there one time. Whoa. While like, a band was playing. While, uh, Hold it wasn't, up. It's not Guar. Guar played there like the night before. I think Municipal Waste was playing there. Oh my God. And then yeah. I won a Street Fighter 2 tournament in, the, in that bar. So uh, you... Definitely, then are good at arcade style games. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. If you, have you guys ever been in the arcade on Vermont? 
Uh, no, that's probably my favorite arcade. Okay, I've uh, been to Family Amusement. I've been to the one on Sunset. Uh, Bun it's Mash. Like Bun Mash. Yeah, Bun Mash is chill. I've been Bun to Bun and Mash. That's more like kind of like hipster bar with yeah. arcade games. But you're talking about like a more of a like legit place. Yeah, legit. Uh, it's, that's all it is. Arcade yeah. games. Yeah, it's it's super legit. There's okay. a lot of people in there playing Initial D, but if you get past the Initial D, <laughs> uh, there's like a lot of cool like import games in the back. Okay, yeah, so it's, it's chill. So yeah. is is that where your first video game experiences were in the in the arcade? Arcades? Uh, no, believe it or not, I had a uh, older cousin who was like him and his buddies were playing Tecmo Bowl. Whoa, uh, what's that? Tecmo Bowl on Nintendo. It's so I was like four years old, <laughs> uh, and they were like, yeah, just uh, I guess I was bugging them to play, and then I played them and like won. Nice. So it was like okay, <laughs> savant. <laughs> uh, the quickly I bugged all my family members for every video game possible. So. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's a classic, the classic come up story of like the older, the yeah. older cousin. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, uh, you know, I, I definitely got into video games, but like playing like a tur- like arcade style tournaments or like playing against people in real life, that seems like very intimidating. Like what made you want to like play tournaments? Uh, oh, so there was a, a local video store in Richmond uh, that had a NBA jam tournament. Okay. And I placed, I want to say I got third place. Uh-huh. I was like 10 years old. And uh-huh. I placed third over like a bunch of like college dudes. <laughs> and so everyone was just like, oh, you're pretty good. Uh, let's actually, let's explore that. And then uh, it didn't actually happen like I thought it would. I was like, it's not the real, the, what is that game? Or the, the film, The Wizard? Yeah, The Wizard. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. like, I was like, all right, cool. I could be The Wizard. And then uh, video game esports didn't happen until like three years ago. So, wasted <laughs> life. Now I'm doing sketch comedy. Which you were is a, wizard, much better. a wizard born before your time. Before yeah, I was, time. A, I was a cabinet. <laughs> I was a cabinet kid too. I played a lot of. I played and won a lot of Mortal Kombat too. Tight. In arcades. Mortal Kombat 2 was sick in the arcade. Yeah, I was playing, I played a lot of Tekken also, but yeah, no, Mortal Kombat 2 was my main, my main ish. My dad would run errands at this mall and I would just get like a roll of quarters and he'd just be like, just don't leave. Just like stay there. <laughs> why, like, why would you though? Like, yeah, no, you know, an arcade at the mall is always a good spot. Yeah, it'd be like, it'd be like three, he'd be like three dollars and quarters. And I would just have to be like, I have to get so good at this game that I can just win <laughs> on three dollars and quarters and like not have to leave. And I'll like just keep beating kids who show up Tight. and hop back in line. And I got like, I got good. I was doing like babalities to kids who annoyed me, you know, like you're really busting out the full moveset. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, that that was like such a crazy thing and such a crazy way to get into video games. Because like Griffin said, there's a lot more like or it's like almost like it is more comparable like battle rapping, a thing with which I have a weird amount of experience also. Um, but like it is more similar in the sense of like sounds like you're about to join a sketch team. Yeah, right. You can join my vibe of like you're trying to like like you are trying to like intimidate and like psych out the person you're playing with and like do yeah, shit sure. to get in their head and it's like a very different thing than like sitting on a couch with your buddies yeah share us share us your strategies was it just like a you intuitively just like were nailing it or did you have some strategies for how you would beat people uh depending on the game i guess um street fighter i just don't even look at whoever i'm playing oh, just never ever okay. look at them and uh interesting just completely play and uh sometimes i don't know this is weird i would lose on purpose to get myself pissed off and then the person would be like, wait, what? Like, you look more mad. So then I guess that would get in their head, too. Whoa, it's like a hustle, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I guess. Huh. Kind of a hustle. <laughs> I had it. Well, I had, my best friend's older sister worked at the arcade at the mall, like our local mall. Uh-huh. So she would just, uh, the magical, like, you open up the cabinet and there's like a button in there, the free play button. Uh-huh. She would hit that for us all day. So I was just oh practicing. Oh, my God. Non-stop. There's a magical button? Yeah. Whoa. You, I mean, <laughs> that makes sense, school, obviously. Yeah, the old school, like, uh, <laughs> cabinets, if you open up, like... Uh, there's like that round key. Yeah. You open it up. There's a free play button in there. Huh. You can just tap that as much as you want. Mm-hmm. Practice all God day. Damn. Now, see, like my favorite, my favorite video games in arcade places was actually like just the more like experienced ones. Like my one of my favorite rides is the Jurassic Park. Uh, uh, that's always a good one. Game. Oh yeah. Just like you, you sit in that booth and you like close the little photo booth like awnings. So like you're just like in <laughs> a curtains. world. The little yeah. curtain, those yeah. like privacy curtains, and like you're just like in it. Like that that game is probably like like something that I because I just was not I felt like I was really uh, insecure about playing people like while standing next to them uh, or, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. or while someone was watching me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a different <laughs> thing. Um, um, but this game that we're talking about today, which we yeah, well, I was going to have a segue to that. Oh, if, yeah. if you guys don't mind, there's a, my favorite immersive like experience game. Did you guys ever play top skater? 
Uh, 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 no, but <laughs> we are going to talk a little bit about it today. Well, no, 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 not not Tony Hawk. I mean, we're gonna I guess we're gonna talk about Tony Hawk, but Top Skater is like the actual. It's like a art cabinet, but you have a skateboard. Oh yeah, mm. I do remember playing that once or twice. And you like, get, yeah. it's so ridiculous. Like oh, it's on a stand and you like yeah. stand on it. Yeah, yeah it's like two and handles. Like, and, yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like Crazy Taxi. It is like it's, I think it's the same guys it's that this, make. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and you know, actually, this is all great that we're talking about Top Skater because that actually uh, is going to be the start of today's little history lesson. So we should get into a little bit of history um, about this game. <laughs> In 1997, Top Skater was released by Sega. It was one of the first arcade games to feature a skateboard controller interface, although its style was closer to Crazy Taxi than any modern skating game today. Following the release of Sega's Top Skater, Activision identified skateboarding simulation games as a growing market in the gaming industry, and they wanted to jump on the trend fast. The publisher decided to entrust the project to a small company called Neversoft, which had recently completed the third-person shooter game Apocalypse in under nine months. Although Neversoft had never developed a sports video game before, the development team was confident in its ability to accomplish the task before its given deadline of the 1999 Christmas season. That Christmas changed my life. The game's engine was a modified version of that of Neversoft's previous title, Apocalypse, reusing Apocalypse's Bruce Willis character as the prototype model for the skateboarder. But once the prototype was functional, Neversoft realized they needed a real skateboarding name to sell their game. Bruce Willis on a skateboard was not going to cut it. In September 1998, Activision established contact with professional skateboarder Tony Hawk. Hawk was impressed by the design team members' devotion to skateboarding and the controls and engine of their game's early build, and thus agreed to lend his name and involvement to the production. Subsequently, Hawk would turn down Activision's offer of a one-time buyout for the permanent use of his name and likeness, in favor of a royalty deal in which Hawk would earn a percentage for every copy sold. As a result of the series' eventual success, Hawk would earn ten times Activision's initial offer within two years. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater was met with critical acclaim. Doug Perry of IGN concluded that the game had captured the pure grit and radical feel of skateboarding, delivering it in near-perfect form onto the PlayStation with a mastery and sense of programming finesse beyond anyone's imagination. Neversoft had less than a year to craft another sequel, and they met the challenge, expanding on the graphics and levels while adding manuals and cash rewards. The game was critically acclaimed upon release and remains by Metacritic standards as the highest-rated sports video game of all time. Oh. This week on Game Boys, we're kick flipping and we're Christ Aaron in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. <laughs> the Christ Air was so rad. Oh, the, man, the Christ yeah, Air is the this best. Fucking game, y'all. It, we're this, very excited. Yeah, the, I'm so stoked. Griffin sent me a text that was like, we're doing Tony Ooh. Hawk Pro Skater 2 this week, prayer hands emoji. <laughs> and my response was just like, fucking yes, dude. <laughs> Finally. Um, so let's just get into it, man. Why? Why? To, what, I mean, there's a million reasons why. But like, why for you is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 the, the choice? Mm-hmm. That I mean, the, all, all of their games, all the Tony Hawks are sure. so good. Uh, but 2 is the one that really, I mean, I spent hours. Mm-hmm. I, like once you, I learned that you could do combos, oh, it was, I, was, I couldn't stop playing it. Yeah. Once I got into, I want to say, a million points on the score, mm. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is my game now. Like, I love this game. Yeah. Um, I've never, ever sat in front of a television with my friends for longer, other than maybe GoldenEye. Sure, sure, uh, sure. Playing a video game. Like, we were just constantly battling head to head. Like, you have to pass the sticks, and no one ever wants to get off the sticks. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, is that what you guys call controllers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that just, is that, oh, okay, all right, cool. Oh, yeah. We call them, when we're feeling extra cool, we call them the sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, hey, Griff, can we hop on the sticks, play a little Red Dead it's online? Like, That's it. Right. We, we'll do that later. It doesn't exist yet. Don't get excited. That's not a real thing. And I say, oh, boy, golly, sure. Because <laughs> yeah, Griffin's the nerd out of the two of us. That's the dynamic of play here. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're... The one, the big picture before we get into any like specific element of this game, it was such a big part of like my childhood growing up as a skateboarder. Did you skateboard growing up? I did. I tried at least. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, that's uh, I can, the, 90% yeah. of us just like attempt skateboarding for a few years. Yeah, I could ollie. <laughs> I could ollie. I could do like a rock and rolly mm-hmm. on uh, the mini ramps mm-hmm. and maybe some uh, a couple kick turns. Sure. But my friends were just exponentially way better. Same here. To the point where my friend now owns a skateboard company that's mm-hmm. like blowing up. They oh, yeah. just did like a uh, DC shoe. Feel free to plug on Game Boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out to Utmost Co. They Whoa. are like literally the uh, predecessor to Supreme right now. Mm. And it's they're they're super rad. Okay. They're really good. Uh, 
But yeah, so they were all ridiculously good at actual skateboarding. And I was like, oh, guys, I'm really good at this video game, though. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> That's got to count for something. That was yeah, pretty yeah, much please, my relationship like, with my skateboarding this, friends, too. I can like, still hang, right? I was yeah. like, I could ollie. I could like maybe like yeah. a heel flip or a couple other small moves. But I had friends who were like going off like huge stairs, like doing crazy moves. And I was just like, yeah, no, thanks. But definitely we could play Tony Hawk. <laughs> we could always play Tony Hawk, yeah. Uh, and with the uh, the four one one VM uh, video mag clips, like when you've unlocked it, oh yeah, kept yes, me yes, in yes. the game so much. Talking to my friends, like at the lunch table, I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, I saw that Rodney Mullen, like yo, he did like a finger flip. They're like, well, you saw that? <laughs> yeah, I saw the game, but cool, <laughs> right? I'm still I'm still hip, guys. Um, yeah, the um, <laughs> I I remember that the game made me want to skateboard so much it's like the most effective advertisement for skateboarding ever despite having no realism at all (laughs) like it but it just makes you want to skateboard so hard and then like the harsh reality the second you leave the playstation and go outside and try and do a kickflip and like break your shin uh i remember i went to a skateboarding camp over the summers like when i was a kid i went to to point x camp oh shit it's somewhere in southern california uh, it's like an, out in the desert and there's just like a million giant half pipes and okay. like uh, you would like I just crash all day and then just go and then just go back to my bunk and just like play Tony Hawk. And uh, and just that contrast was always like really frustrating because I was like, man, like it's just it's one button to do a ollie and I can't even do it. Uh, <laughs> like Tony is killing it and yeah. I can barely ride. What the? And, and literally like the only reason like the reason I got into making videos was just because my friends were all better at skateboarding so I was like I'm just gonna film you guys yeah and I did play a lot of that video too. games <laughs> yeah I did a lot of that shit too for sure and then like yeah and then there's all that weird like like this just like I don't know this game got me into so much shit that remains important to me now like I got into like weird skate videos and magazines and like like or, like proto jackass shit and like jackass yes, is a huge thing for yeah, me for sure yeah and then, like, I mean, early Spike Jones shit was all like fucking skate videos. Mm-hmm. Skateboarding. And then, like, the music from like the original Tony Hawk in this one, like, defined the shit I listened to for like the first, like, until I was like 20 something years old, you know, it was like all yeah. like weird I think it was just like a, yeah it was, it, it, it was the thing that was not just a game but just like a cultural experience for youngsters it felt like just with the music and the style um and and like skateboarders to kids back then I think were bigger celebrities I don't know it was like a moment for skateboarding yeah it felt cooler and it gave you this whole like almost like and this is very like me being a society nerd person but like they gave you like a whole prepackaged identity. It was like, if you just like wore the baggy Absolutely. pants in the game and a hat that was cool and listened to the songs from the game and like, liked skateboarding <sighs> and like yeah. dressed that way. Like you could just, that's, you could just be that guy. And everyone was mm-hmm. like, Oh, we know what kind of guy you are and you're cool. Cause the skateboarding. And yeah, we talked like, like last episode, we talked about how kids are so desperate for a handle for a hook. Yeah. You know, and this like, like wow. gave this game gave you that in such a real way. That like, I mean, that it still affects me like to this day. Like if I hear that song fucking Superman by Goldfinger, I'm just like skanking and jumping off the shit like in four seconds. Like, no. Yeah, so let's let's talk. Let's talk music first. Yeah. Because music is like such a you can't think about the Tony Hawk games without thinking about the music. Yeah. Uh, so many great songs. I was looking up some of the tracks from Tony Hawk 2. We've got like Papa Roach on there. We got obviously we got a little bit of Rage. Yeah, Gorilla um, Radio, man. A fucking classic song. <laughs> Yeah, um, Naughty by Nature's and, on there. Uh, isn't B Boy Document on there? Uh, Lux pulled yeah, up no, all the B Boy Documents on there. The, yeah. um, and we got yeah, there's lag wagons on there. I wanna fucking s- Fu yeah. Manchu. Like, I want to say there's a uh, Get Up Kids song. The which one? Red Letter Day is on there. Get Up Kids. Um, no, there's no get not on the not on, not on two. As a kid, and this is like these games came out pre like internet access for like kids uh, my age, like. If, like I didn't have a lot of music experiences before that. I wasn't like picking up albums at the store or anything like that. So like playing this game was one of my first introductions to like punk rock music mm-hmm. and just like hip hop, you know, uh, like and it was like one of the first times where I like had songs, you know. Yeah, it was like uh, the original playlist almost. Yeah. Like it would yeah. it would lead you down a rabbit hole very quickly. Like we'd go, we'd listen to whatever was on here. I want to say it was a. Uh, 
it wasn't it definitely wasn't the Power Man 5000 song yeah. <laughs> which was still which was great in that game oh it was Malinicon yeah, um, yeah I looked yeah. up Malinicon on LimeWire and then it was like oh no I think it was Kazaa back then too uh, we looked Ugh. up that and then you go into like a rabbit hole of songs that you mm-hmm. would find from different artists and yeah, it was such a great moment, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like for uh, everyone I know, like their music taste is like some, or not everyone, but like a huge number of people I know, their music taste is somewhat determined by like, yeah, which random Tony Hawk track they typed into Kazaa <laughs> and like which of the like, yeah. which of the like 6,000 character like nonsense links they clicked on that were related and like what random songs that generated like formed their like initial musical identity. It's like, oh, I just like, Happened to click these three songs. Now I love Street Life Manifesto. Between that, between the Tony Hawk games and the Grand Theft Auto games playing Vice City and San Andreas, like that informed like all of my musical knowledge. Nice. Like yeah. until I was old enough to like acquire music in high school illegally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and, amazing. and then like, yeah, then and also just like, I don't know, I love just to keep going on the aesthetic stuff. You're talking the music, but like the level design. Yeah, not even the like levels. the not even like the design for tricks and shit, which is like awesome, mm-hmm. but just like the style of everything, like these like cool like grungy warehouses or like the, the levels are great. You can just like skate on. Like it was this cool like that school was nuts. Uh, the fact that the fact that you could grind on something and that's a, a piece would unlock. Yes, uh, you could. I remember. I remember. Uh, like somehow transitioning and alleying over top of like a building in the school mm-hmm. and there's just a whole another area and it's like whoa oh all it sorts of so secret good. areas yeah, it, so it, many it, secret areas the, the, it was like each one was a tiny little open world with like secrets you could discover and find the secret tapes and bonuses and the uh, gap moves were always so cool when it was just yeah. like yeah because you'd, you'd there would always be like there's like 55 of them and there'd be like 40 that were obvious and then like 15 or whatever you'd have to be like um, yeah, I don't really know. Have like, to put what it. could this possibly be? And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I can jump off this building and like ollie onto this like rail and slide down and like jump over this dog. And it's like, you did it, dog slide or whatever. It's like, <laughs> dog slide. It's like, oh shit, yeah. Like that was just so. Those levels were so much to unpack, and it was so. Like, I don't know. I was like, at that age, I had started playing like JRPG things, but I didn't like do a lot of the exploring stuff because I was just, like on the storyline. And it's like the first game I played, or I was just like, oh, if I go over here there's like a secret thing and over here there's a secret thing and I can just like explore this world and shit and that was such a cool thing to like discover as a kid because I think um even as a kid like skate parks are expensive like and like you there's the public ones but then there's like like a few that you you'd have to like pay for if the public ones are crowded and I think it was like a lesser game would have just made all the levels like different skate parks, but like Tony Hawk games were like, no, you can skate the world. Like, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. can skate anything anywhere. Uh, and, and that was always cool to like take it to schools and other locations to like encourage people like, no, just just shred anywhere yeah. all the time on anything. I think that's part of like punky ethos of the whole game is yeah. like from the music to the design, like the character models, like and then even that, like. Yeah, fuck it. Like, there's no rules. Skate at the school. Skate at the airport. Skate in the warehouse. Yeah. Like, fuck it. We're like, like cool a skate punk. Like, 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 like yeah. skate over a helicopter. Yeah. If you grind the helicopter. Yeah, skate through windows. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, So, like, that was a, a really cool element, too. Um, let's talk just about the feel of this game, because I think it's just, like... I was shocked with doing research for this game that I forgot how popular it was. I thought it was just for skate kids, but it is so popular, not just because of the cultural music stuff, but because the feel of this game is so good. Yeah. It is uh, such a well-designed game. I actually, I own two and three mm-hmm. and my roommate and I will play two. Like it is still fun. More. Yeah. It's, it is still it's fun today. really fun. Uh, I remember back in the day when it first kind of came out, it was the probably the first game uh, that I had friends on both sides mm-hmm. that would want to play. Like all my black friends would be like, "Let's play Tony Hawk," mm-hmm. and all my white friends would be like, "Let's play Tony." Yeah, Hawk. Dude, <laughs> the one, yeah, like, yeah, the the one game that, that was really bad. bridging the gap. Yeah, uh-huh. extremely real. Uh, that it was true in my life as well. Like this game was like a unifying force across like yeah, because I was like uh-huh. Jewish kids and black kids, and I was a kid, and they all wanted to play Tony Hawk. <laughs> uh, yeah, because uh, as well as um the feel of like I had never experienced playing with a black character before. Until Whoa. I was like, all right, and oh shit. No other video game, probably. Yeah, there was, uh, mm, not that, that I can really think of. Wow. Maybe like, I think oh, there's a game called, no, it's not Bad Dudes. Uh, it's like Smash TV, there's like a black character, mm-hmm. but it was not defined. 
and not yeah, and not not like oh, like this is yeah, like this one is of the, Kareem the, Campbell, the, the, the real guy. people I yeah. could play. Yeah, uh, and that blew my mind. I was like, oh, I can be that guy, or I could be Eric Costin. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. This is really something I can identify with, as well as if you are the guy that likes a lot of different kind of music. That game was like putting on for you. To where you're like, yeah, this game's cool. I'm cool too, guys. All right, <laughs> cool by association. Yeah. No, it was that game was wild, especially like in yeah, in that respect of like it was a thing like that like no one no one who ever played that game I feel like didn't fall in love with that game. Like it was just a question of if you got to play it or not. Yeah, like no matter yeah. who you were, if you got a controller in an hour with that game, like it became your favorite game. If it was like the years like 1999 to like 2002. Like yeah, that is yeah, just, the truth. Just the feel of just skating around like super fast, like racking up combos and the satisfying numbers that appear when you do tricks and like the, the way they multiply and make you just want to keep on going for bigger and wilder moves. Um and and just like it it, it just rarely it just rarely stopped like it was always the second that the level started, you were just like on this adrenaline ride and it rarely like absolutely t- it rarely like pumped the brakes or like took you off the track. Like you could just like shred, 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 shred. Right. Cause like every time you'd fall down and it would pause, you'd get up and you'd be like near a rail. And if you jump on a rail, you're grinding. And once you get off, you're going mm-hmm. at high speed and like it uh, starts over again instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like never lay uh, down. And then if you could manual, if you got good at manuals and can string those combos together and you could just do like a 15 minute long move that gets like 50 bajillion points. Like that was the like, yeah, that was I that remember, raw shit. Yeah. I remember not teaching my friends how to manual forever. They were like, how are you doing this? Oh, like, like you were like a secret power. Yeah. Don't worry about that. They're like, how are you getting these combos? How are you doing that? I don't manual know, to a grind. And you're like, yeah, uh, balance guys. Come on. <laughs> Learn that's, it. That's pretty brutal. Cause that like, well, that's the difference. Like manually the difference between like being able to top out at like a hundred K points and being able to top out at like a hundred million points yeah. is like manuals yeah. are like the difference. Uh, um, but the last thing I want to mention about the feel of this is that then it's so funny because we have to mention that this game had a demo for another game. Oh, for with the snowboarding? For uh, the BMX game. Oh, yeah. Dave Mears BMX. For Dave oh, no. Mears BMX. And the was it feel, Matt Hoffman's BMX? Maybe it was Matt Hoffman. Matt Hoffman, yeah. Because Dave, Dave Mears BMX was not that good. If, if I remember. Regardless, neither of them were that good. Like, the feel is so <laughs> much worse. You didn't my, like my, Matt Hoffman? I think it's just like, just when compared to the Tony Hawk <laughs> yeah, games, oh, yeah, the yeah, feel no. is just so much better. Yeah. yeah. No, they just nail, they just nailed this, like, nice balance of, like, fun and skill that I think that the BMX games never did. Because they had, uh, they had the Sean. Palmer snowboarding. Yes. Yeah. And then they had uh, Kelly Slater's surf. Mm-hmm. And those were okay games. Yeah, but they're nothing fine. compared to Tony Yeah, because I remember switching over to the demo and being like, this just feels <laughs> radically worse. Like, <laughs> yeah. What no. is a tail whip? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I feel like no, the only sir. game, at least sports game wise, that ever got super close to like capturing the sort of like broad, like both broad and specific appeal and also like the textural feel of like. Tony Hawk was like SSX tricky. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. Is like the yeah, only yeah. other game that got close. Like oh, yeah. that was like that had the oh, same yeah. like rip and speed and like a cool aesthetic that you could just sort of latch onto and cool music and all that. Mm-hmm. Um but it was just so clearly like like they did a great job of doing what Tony Hawk did, but Tony Hawk did like was the first like nail that down in such a real way. And like still the best at it. Like Tricky's the only thing that gets close, but like even that doesn't quite com- like doesn't quite compare. Right, right. Um, but uh you were mentioning uh like that you got stoked to play that character, uh that oh, skateboarder. Yeah. Uh, um what's cool is like that you can pick that whole cast and you can like level them up. They have like stats, right? Yeah, this is how this was probably one of the more customizable, expansive yeah. games, especially for that time period. I right. remember creating parks. Which is like there was level editors. Yeah, yeah that's like a create, Google SketchUp. Like, yeah, that feels light years ahead of its yeah. time, especially when they made this game in like eight months. Like they made this game so quickly. And especially when you play level editors in other games that are like ten years older and they are ten years newer and they like suck ass. Yeah, and they're yeah. awful. <laughs> yeah, it's like this game is like such an insane achievement. Like everything about it works perfectly, and like it, it they, shit that people still fuck up today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that trick is only give someone eight months. <laughs> That's the trick. That's the uh, most time you get for a video game. <laughs> but the, it, it, it's such an achievement of how good Tony Hawk One was, and how much of that was a game changer mm-hmm. to come back right back. I guess eight months later and make yeah. an even better game. Yeah, that's still to this day. I, I mean, I was like. 13, 14, and I did not understand the scope of that. I was mm-hmm. just like, "Oh, sick! A new video game. Tight. This mm-hmm. is really fun." Uh, but 
now looking back, like hearing what you were talking about with the the history of it, like that's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That's like they really created one of in my in my eyes one of the top ten video games of all time. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and it's like one that I unfortunately like kind of like sl- like like kind of felt like I forgot about too until you mentioned it and it brought back like all the memories. It's like one of those like ancient childhood memories. It's like oh whoa no this is a really damn good game. Uh, but yeah, the level editors um, are, are 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 fantastic. Uh, all the characters or the character that you play through, you can like earn I think bucks or experience or something like that by like completing challenges in the levels and then like up your ollie or like up your stats your up. balance. Stuff yeah. like that like having like stats like that are so cool yeah like that rpg element in a sports game like that's like what all of like the big <laughs> release sports games are now like madden and 2k yeah. and shit yeah. all of my career Absolutely. thing and like that started like 2016 but tony hawk did like a decade and change earlier yeah. like it's just all these things that are like staples of games now way way ahead of its time and it was just so fucking cool and it was even mm. like a better character editor than half of the ones that exist now because it was like simple and, and not it- like insanely complicated it was like Exactly as complicated as it needed to be. It was like, how high can you jump? How fast do you go? How good are you at grinding? How good are you at manualing? It just like broke it down to like ten categories of things that you just do in the game. Yeah, and perfect. like, oh, it was just so. Uh, I, I, the design of that game is just so fucking good. Now, if I remember correctly, um, there are some cheat codes. There's a lot of cheat oh, yeah. codes, and <laughs> we can't. I feel like that was a, at least thirty to fifty percent of. That my time playing this game was using those cheat codes. Uh, it was a, it was a time where cheat codes really were like a new game completely. Like they were literally oh, yeah. like added stuff. If I remember correctly, in this one couldn't you be like uh, like low gravity? Wasn't that one of them? Like oh yeah, like low gravity air. was a, a low gravity was a cheat. I remember unlocking Spider Man, yeah, and Darth Vader, right? Uh, I believe Darth, Darth Maul. Well, no, no, wasn't there? A yeah, level? Darth Maul. Darth Maul was because wasn't the game. there a secret level on the moon? Or is this not Pro Skater 2? I might be thinking about one later. Three. It might have yeah. been three. I just remember there was like, yeah, like, I, yeah, man. So there was all that great little stuff that I just like video games just don't have cheat codes now. No, they don't. No. Man, yeah, I forgot the one thing that was pretty wild is you could play as the development team. Like they made themselves in the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or you could play as the eyeball. Yeah. Like oh, never saw yeah. 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 I remember loving to change the character models. Like, yeah, yeah to play as the eye, as the eyeball that gets stabbed in the front and never saw logo at the beginning. Yeah. That's so good. So I feel like we're just now just like raving about the game. I wanted I had a question for both of you guys. <laughs> what is like the state of skateboard games now and like why are they not popular anymore uh i mean skate kind of came along yes yeah, uh, skate was really mm-hmm. good it was almost too good to where you said that tony hawk made you want to go out outside and skateboard mm-hmm. skate made me want to stay in i was like <laughs> okay this this feels like exactly what skateboarding probably is yeah i'm good with this yeah um and so I don't know. I guess the the later Tony Hawk games weren't that good. There was like Ride, mm-hmm. where it was yeah. going back to Top Skater. They wanted to give you the peripheral, mm-hmm. and that didn't work out at all for them for right. whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. Now, my, now my my favorite ones of recent memory are the Tony Hawk Undergrounds. Um, oh yeah, those were pretty good because those had like a fun little story. It was open world e where you could go on little missions in each of the main levels, and it followed like a narrative. Uh, and I think if they brought the Tony Hawk series like back to that somehow and the way that other lots of sport games are trying to make it more RPG and story based, like that's a game that I would want to play more than like Skate 4, which is just like more like realism skateboarding, yeah. but kind of a bland yeah. aesthetic, if that makes sense. Well, because like Skate doesn't have that punk, that grit feel no, that Tony Hawk did. Yeah, that was what Tony Hawk was all about. And that's like, I think a big you part know? of it. Um, but Skate got a little too expansive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking that maybe that that's another part of why skateboarding games haven't quite like retained that like sort of centrality. Is that like that aesthetic of like the punk grunge, like cool, dirty dude, isn't? I mean, it's still it's still prevalent, but not in the same way it was in like the early two yeah, thousand, the late nineties anymore. Yeah, exactly. And like, <laughs> what makes Tony Hawk good is that it leans into that vibe, but that vibe doesn't feel as universal now as it did then. As in the way that other games, like some other games do feel universal in that kind of way, but um, not really skateboarding anymore. It's just sort of like it's faded out, which sucks because those games rule. And I still think skateboarding is way cooler than like gun shooting games. Um, <laughs> like do flips, not guns. I don't know. That's a bad catchphrase. 
Oh, do flips. If you're, you're, flip, you're going to shoot, do flips while you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Shooting no scope 16s while doing 360 flips. <laughs> Uh, but I think that is going to be it for this pro skater. Uh, and we're going to get into our final thoughts and ratings on the game uh, right after this quick message. Hey, Griffin, I have a question, bud. What's up, Lux? What kind of underwear are you wearing? <laughs> I can tell you, I'm paying to not wear underwear. Whoa, how do you even get that kind of deal? I have to wear it every goddamn day, and it's itchy, and it gets super gross because of my nasty butt. Most people live lives of torture, where companies send them underwear that they are forced to wear in the mail. Me, I'm not getting sent anything, because I'm paying a guy to stop that underwear in its tracks. I'm freeballing it. That's amazing. One day, uh, an underwear mail service showed up at my house, and there was an armed guard, and he made me put on the underwear. And then the next day I woke up, and he was back, and he made me do it again. I wish I could just be free like you, Griffin. Tell me how, please. This service kills that guard with a second guard that's there to make sure that your balls are unguarded. Wow, pure freedom. And how do I get this? Where do I go? You have to go to uh, notmeundies.com and use the promo code GAMEBOYS uh, to ensure that you'll never wear underwear again. Hooray! Hey there, Internet. Welcome back to the Game Boys Podcast. My name is still Lux. I'm still your host. Your co-host is still Griffin Davis. And your guest is still Joseph Pleasance. And we are still talking about Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. And I think it's about time that we rate that game, boys. So what we're going to do is go in a circle giving our final thoughts about the game and a rating on the scale of one to five joysticks. And Joseph, since you are our guest, common courtesy dictates, we start with you. Uh, you know, I wouldn't normally give a game uh, outside of GoldenEye or Marvel's Capcom 2 uh, five joysticks. <laughs> great great picks, great picks. Ridiculously old school like that. But yeah, five joysticks all the way. Yeah. It's that, right. a game changer. It's defining defining generation game. Like, man. Yeah, I mean, that score made me sweat. Yeah, I'm sweating. <laughs> I'll, I'll follow that up by saying exactly the same. A five out of five joysticks. Like, I mean, oh my god, I said two it, in a row. I said it on the. I said it uh, earlier. Like this game literally uh, changed my life, not just in terms of like how much it made me like video games, but just like I still dress like a fucking skater punk from like nine two thousand two. <laughs> like it, today, I'm like yeah, that watching, aesthetic is very I'm much a beanie, in again. I have baggy jeans on. And my shirt is a dollar, a fist made of dollar signs punching through a dollar, a fist made of dollar bills punching through a dollar sign. I'm literally dressed like a creative character from Tony Hawk right now. Um, <laughs> like, that's just the way it yeah. is. Like, this game changed everything for me. Five out of five for sure. Yeah. You look like a Tony Hawk skater that, like, doesn't have it. No one, like, spent any money on his stats yet. <laughs> All right, bud. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, finishing off. Uh, uh, so sometimes. You know, when someone brings on a big game, uh, it's it's exciting and you remember all the good stuff about it. And then you're like, what's bad about this game? And then I go and then you go, maybe do the podcast and like organically we'll find the flaws. We'll 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 remember by just talking about it that, that the, the, in some ways it could be improved. Not once over the last 45 minutes have I even gotten close to a flaw in this game it is a masterpiece of perfection it is one of the best video games of all time and a cultural milestone and it's a five out of five guys oh, five we, did five. Five. Oh, we did it we yes! did it yes what is that game right now yeah, yeah. Bam, 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 bam. Oh, the victory music is playing. It's a five out of five. Not since Katamari Damacy. No, no, yeah, we tight. Oh, man. What, uh, what was the other one? I was going to say... Uh, between this and Katamari. Between this and Katamari. Or the golf story. Oh, maybe you golf story. Katamari. We'll double check and get back to you guys next we'll week. We'll double check. We only have two or three, but this is another one. Entered a sacred, sacred club of the five out of five joysticks. Oh, my God. This was... God. Uh, I forgot to mention, this was the very first game I ever caught a... Like a porn porno joke in the game. One of the hidden characters' name is Private Carrera, and it's like the the uh, Asia Carrera joke. Whoa. What's that? Jo- wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Asia I know Carrera. the joke. Asia <laughs> no, Carrera is just a porn star. Asia Carrera was a porn star, uh-huh. but they made her Private Carrera, as in like Private Parts Carrera. Yeah. Oh. She was like a soldier. Yeah. Well, they gave her, her a little duty. bit of status, yeah. so I'll let that yeah. one fly. It's still <laughs> a five out of five choice. <laughs> <laughs> Never soft slide one bias, but uh, yeah. All right. You know, as a straight white man, I'm gonna let that fly. Okay. Okay, yeah, all right. Griffin, tight, truly tight. the arbiter of social justice and proper work <laughs> discourse. Yeah, I was going to bring up, uh, I, 
I, I was going to bring up, but I was like, I didn't want to get you guys in trouble. I was going to bring up the fact that uh, someone called me out one time for this game because you could, they, uh, one of my white friends was playing as Kareem Campbell and he was like, yo, that's digital blackface. Like Whoa. you're literally playing as the black character because you want to be black. And I was like, uh, no, he's literally one of the coolest characters in the game. Like, mm-hmm. why would you not play? And uh, I was like, I should bring that up. But then I was like, no, nah, I should not bring that up. <laughs> you're like, Griffin's not going to handle it. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, like, whatever I say, Griffin won't say anything smart about. <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> no, the, uh, that, look, I'm a pretty intense advocate of like social justice things, but digital blackface is a giant fucking stretch. That's like a crazy yeah, thing to say. It's the worst thing of like, all time. It's like, yeah, because I, I, sometimes I like playing female characters in video games. I'm not a yeah. woman. Does that yeah. make me sexist no, like, I don't know. it's not like, it's a because it, you're not presenting yourself publicly as a thing that you're not you're playing a game to experience or engage with a person through their like through the game absolutely thing. that's so it's like yeah, an empathy hard. project not like a yeah. appropriation project it'd be like saying like i'll never watch a movie starring a female lead or something like that yeah or like, you know, I'll never, like, like, i'm a dude say so something like that <laughs> <laughs> which is something yeah which is something i've managed to do for 26 years <laughs> uh, or like, it's like the, i think a good example like, i'm not gonna read for 26 <laughs> years straight yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like a good, I think a good, I'm uh, nervous about the remake. Ghostbusters, <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, the Paul no, I, like, I think that a decent parallel would be like saying, I wouldn't read a book with a black protagonist because I'm a white dude. Because, sure. But it's like you're just immersing yourself in that world to gain empathy. Yeah. And like, obviously, like we're not learning right. about race relations through Tony Hawk, but like expanding that argument further, like it, it's crazy. It's a nonsense thing. I think it's good to bring it up and it's good to tell people that fuck off. That's not a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you're talking about digital blackface, fuck right off right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. There's plenty of things to get upset about and there's plenty of ways in which games are racist and bad, but this is not one of them. No, not at all. <laughs> um, but now that we're all sufficiently woke, it's time for everyone's favorite segment made entirely out of segments. That's right. It's time for the segment segment. This is the segment mm-hmm. where Griffin and I both produce our own segments and play little games together. Griffin, what is your segment this week? I don't have one. It's becoming increasingly the segment where I make up a segment and it's always the same segment. It's time for everyone's favorite game about eating ass. We're playing Do They Eat Ass? Um, this is a game where I present three video game characters and you two decide whether it's through cooperative conversation or combative conflict whether or not each character eats ass. I was going to do characters in the Tony Hawk games, but those are real people, so I felt weird about it. And I'm glad you mentioned Street Fighter because now we're doing Street Fighter characters. Oh, tight. I'm uh, really into this right now. <laughs> um, so first, I'm going to have to Google some of these. All right, well, Griffin, I you know can do some Googling. All. As I say, first up, let's start easy. Zangief. Does Zangief eat ass? Oh, absolutely. What makes you say Zangief? What makes you say that? Uh-huh. He, uh-huh. Oh, he, I, okay. Yeah, I, I googled it and I instantly yes. Okay. Yeah, look at the chest. Kyle drives people like that's like one of his moves is literally lifting you into the air, putting your putting people's uh, his opponent's legs by their head by his head, and then like driving them into the ground so he can eat that ass. This this is eating butt. I Zangief's totally forgot butt. that is a hundred percent true. That yeah. Is, yeah, Zangief is eating butt. This guy looks hungry. Yeah. <laughs> that that, that gif is perfect all right yeah no i think that's one out of one that's definitely the right answer next up is blanca does blanca eat ass oh well you know default answer is definitely yes because of his throw move his like uh command throw is jumping on like his uh, opponent and then biting them Profusely, right? But may, I think I think Blanca probably wouldn't eat the ass. He's more of a uh, he's more of a like vanilla kind of guy, I imagine. In, in yeah, he's like he's like the, the craziest he gets is he like nibbles an ear. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I, feel like, like I feel bite. like he, I feel like he's a biter, but doesn't eat ass because like he's basically like an animal man. And animals haven't yeah. figured out like oral sex; they just do like the regular <laughs> kind. Um, so it's like that's where I'm at. I think we're. I think I agree. I think another consensus has been reached. Number two, Blanca does not eat ass. And number three, everyone's favorite undercover cop. It's Chun Li. Does Chun Li eat ass? Oh man, yeah. that's tough. This that's is a tough, tough one because she's cool, but she's also a cop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So like so Interpol too. She's ass. a cop for Interpol. Like, so which is so. Are you telling me there's she can't do it? She could, there's not like an inside sting she could do here. No, what I'm saying um, is I can see her doing that it. That sounds but like also a great sex term. An inside sting. <laughs> <laughs> it's two irreconcilable um, things. She's cool and also a cop. Oh, I don't know what to do with that. She it. looks like such a cop, like in some of these pictures. I think it. Uh, I think. I think she would. I think she does. It's not her go-to move, but I think if she's she's with the type of person and wants that done, I think she's down for it. I, I think Chun Li would be down to eat some ass. I think you're. Yeah. Okay, Griff. What do you have to? What's your take? I think. Uh, I think. Uh, Chun-Li started out as a straight-laced cop and over the decades of 
kicking ass. She's gotten, uh, you know, a taste for ass. <laughs> a taste for ass. She's gotten a taste, a for, taste ass. for ass. Yeah. No, you know, so it wasn't a, it wasn't like she wasn't always, uh, she wasn't always a freak. Yeah. But she got there. I think that's right. I think that the years on the job and also her, like, I think you're <laughs> yeah, also on, on point to like, job. she's like conditioned <laughs> yeah, by being a cop to like Interpol. take orders in certain contexts. And I think she'd like be amenable to adjusting to like what her partner wants. Cause like, you know, that's how you be a cop. You gotta take, you gotta take orders. Um, or, you know, don't take orders and go rogue and commit a bunch of cop crimes. Um, but, now I'm just cranky and political. Anyways, <laughs> if you're a cop, you should eat some ass. Yeah, AC, AB. Yeah, eat ass, chill out. Um, that's the classic eating ass uh, marketing slogan: is eat ass, chill out. <laughs> eat ass and chill um, out, man. All right, but that's gonna do it for us today, Joseph. Uh, you've been fucking super rad. Where can the people on the internet find more of you if they want to find more? Which I'm sure that they will. Uh, let's go with uh, Joey is famous um, on the YouTube's. Uh, I got my Hood Whispers ASMR, Ghetto ASMR and Hood Whisper uh, b- unboxing. So you can watch me unbox uh, black liquor store bags and all the things <laughs> that come out of there. Uh, <laughs> as well as uh, pff, my awesome rad new sketch team, Pillow Monster LA. We're on uh, Instagrams. Yeah, the Instagrams are at Pillow Monster LA. Get on the get on the grams. Follow yeah, that monster. Get on the grams. Hell yeah. Our monster, a uh, little tiny fact, our uh, logo was created by uh, one of our teammates, a uh, really cool dude named Travis Harrington. His girlfriend is a designer for Rick and Morty, a character designer. So she created our character. Very cool. Whoa. So nice little cool shout out to her. Yeah, shout out to And Rick and Morty, yeah. <laughs> is there any Rick and Morty controversies you want to start at the end of this controversies? podcast? Uh, uh, to maybe get us more hits I bet for this Rick, Rick definitely does not eat ass. Like you think he does? <laughs> You think he would, but he doesn't. No, no doubt. I a guarantee hundo, he has <laughs> so much. Like, he's like, I could go to space and fuck uh, a hive mind. Why am I eating ass? Like, he's just not doing it. I. This is okay. Morty's gonna grow up to eat ass, though. I don't. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think this is a violation of my NDA for work to say that we were talking about a video for about Rick and Morty. So we do a lot of those because a lot of Rick and Morty people watch our channel, and I wanted to do one about why Rick is bad, and I was. Part of my argument was that like Rick's not a hero. A hero is the kind of person who would eat ass, and you know Rick would never do Absolutely. that. Um, Absolutely. And my boss was like, "We're not. That's what are you talking about?" And I was like, so, yeah, "Okay." Well, this, this is all great because I think some idiot idiots on the internet will get mad at you guys saying that. So this is perfect. Yeah. Uh, Everyone uh, get mad and tweet at. Please, us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me let me hear your thoughts. Uh, Joey is famous on Instagram. <laughs> I'd love to know what you have to think about uh, Rick eating ass, as well as talk about Tony Hawk because I'm always down to talk about that. Mm-hmm. All right, Griff Dog. How about you, man? Where's the where can the people seek you out? Oh yeah, get us on Instagram at Game Boys Pod or the Griffin Davis Lux. How about you? Um, at Game Boys Pod Twitter, uh, you can find us there. Uh, there's also the Facebook page, and I think we have an email that we should probably start talking about more. Um, but also this week, when this drops, the Indiegogo for the next Party World Wrestling show will be out. So go to the Party World Wrestling Facebook and check out the Indiegogo link. And see if you want to donate and get a shirt or a cup or a weird flag. Or I think we also have like dice and maybe like a temporary tattoos we have some weird shit this time <laughs> i think we're selling bags of sand um, get a tongue piercing yeah we're Wait, selling some f- weird shit but anyways go check that out it's gonna be so fucking super rad the show's gonna be on twitch i'll talk more about that when we get closer but uh mostly go to itunes give us five stars write a review that helps other people find the show and you want more people to find the show so you can talk to your friends about it so you can all talk about things that me and griffin get wrong and why our guests are cool and we're dumb um, cause that's what you're going to want to talk about. I think after the show, so give us a quick <laughs> review and then we'll appreciate it. And maybe we'll start interacting with the reviews more now that we have a couple, like now that we got about 15 or 20, we're going to start an email drop in thing. Yeah. We'll do an email or maybe we'll read your reviews or something. We'll think of something mm-hmm. cool, but either way, um, thank you guys so much for listening. That's going to be the podcast for today. My name is Lux. I'm your host. Your host is Griffin Davis. Your guest is Joseph Pleasance. Your editor is Haley Clement. Your intro and outro music is by Matthew Morton. And your art is by Brittany Metz. Goodbye, Internet. We love you very much. Tony Hawk, Pro Skater 2. Plat.